Why? <laughs> it's actually not, but it scares me because you have a Michael Myers signed photo, a Beetlejuice poster, a Nightmare Before Christmas poster, and then signed Nightmare Before Christmas. And you have Halloween Town, and it just screams spooky. Mm-hmm. And I'm not always in the mood for spooky. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not always in the mood for spooky media, but I'm always in the mood to look at it. Okay. That makes what sense. do you mean spooky media? Like watch scary movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, and that's funny because I think you're definitely a bigger Halloween fan than I am a Christmas fan because I don't want to do Christmas stuff all year round and I don't want to look at Christmas all year round. Right. You know, like I only like it during the season because it makes it extra special. But I think you're kind of putting horror movies and Halloween into the same box and that's not Not true. Fair. Well, would you put Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before Christmas into the Halloween box? Or Nightmare you... Before Christmas, yeah, because they live in Halloween Town, but right. not Beetlejuice. It doesn't really have anything to do with Halloween. That's true. I just probably wouldn't put a Christmas with the Cranks poster up in my room, is what I'm saying. Which you shouldn't, because it's the worst <laughs> Christmas movie of all time. Let's not even get started I on. I hate that movie. <laughs> everything about that movie. I, lo- I literally love everything about that movie. Let me tell you why that is the worst Christmas movie of all time. And then let me tell you why it's the best. A family does not want to do Christmas one year so they can save money and go on a tropical vacation because their daughter is leaving. The mom's kind of unsure about it. Who is, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. But the dad is super into it. Tim Allen, and he eventually convinces her, like, yo, let's go. You can have your, you know, big old boobs and a tiny little bikini, and we can have a good time on the beach. And she's like, all right, cool. And then everybody in the neighborhood is like, what do you mean you're not celebrating Christmas? You can't do that. It's like, number one, it's none of your fucking business what they want to do because it's their life. Leave them alone. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you know that decoration that you have in your basement? Yeah, we need that. And we're essentially Frosty. willing and we're essentially willing to break into your house to get it. See, I love their passion for Christmas and I want it's to so live unnecessary. in a neighborhood just like that. It's like, it's like Christians that everybody has to believe in what they believe in. If they don't want to do it, just then let them not do it. Like, can you imagine if somebody literally came to your house and was like, hey, I noticed you haven't put any Christmas decorations up. Do you hate? God and all things happy, I'd be like, no, my grandma died this year. Thanks for bringing it up. You know what I mean? But I have to say, I have always appreciated your passion for movies because and TV shows because you get like legitimately pissed when you like those few Friends episodes. You We can't even watch those episodes because you get so angry. And I'm like, it's just a show, though. The Friends episode she's referring to is the one <laughs> where Ross invites is, does he invite everybody? I'll just say, yeah. It's in season three, and Ross gets an award for, I was going to say, uh, what is it called? Paleontology, right? right? And he's going to like this big gala, so he invites all of his friends to come along. The reason why this episode is the way that it is, so it's all about them getting ready, and no one's getting ready fast enough, and Ross is starting to sort of panic, which I get. When I'm not ready in time or people aren't ready in time and I know I need to be somewhere, that makes me really nervous if I know other people are waiting for me. So he's getting very anxious. And this is the episode when Joey puts on all of Chandler's clothes. It's kind of like an iconic moment. Um, but also in this episode is when 
Rachel can't figure out what, she, what it is that she wants to wear. So she keeps coming out in different outfits, different outfits, different outfits. Eventually, Ross snaps at her because he's like, I don't care what you wear. I care, don't care if you wear anything at all. I just want you to be ready and you need to be ready now. So then Rachel goes back in her bedroom and comes back in her sweatpants and explains that she's not going to come. Before you interrupt, this is a fun fact. The reason why they did this episode, for some reason, they didn't have a budget, a large budget, and they could only afford this set of Monica's apartment for some reason that episode. That's the only reason that episode exists and why they never leave the apartment. Which doesn't make any sense because why wasn't Warner Brothers just like, dude, just write us an IOU, clearly- it's you guys are successful well. and you're, you'll are you be able to pay us back. Yeah, it's weird. I've heard that story. It wasn't just once. I've heard it several times from the creator. So, But I let me tell you why I hate that episode. I hate that episode <laughs> because everyone is so rude. Like the entire time. He's just like, guys, this is a really big deal to me. They make fun of him. Okay, let me just preface this with I think Ross is by far the best character in Friends. And I will die on this hill and defend him till the day that I die. And I mean, the... We were on a break stuff. Obviously, he was a terrible human being. But like, I just feel like for a majority of the series, he's like a very likable person. And it's just really frustrating to me that he's like, eventually he's just like, Rachel, it doesn't matter what you wear. You look good all the time. Just literally put on anything. Like, let's go. I have to go. And instead of being a woman and just being like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. This is your night. She has to be a selfish bitch and goes in her sweatpants and pouts about it. I'm just like, this This night isn't about you. It's about him. And she flipped it and it's just the, the same old selfish Rachel Green that all of us know and love for some reason. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I hate that episode. We have, when it comes and then the, on, and then the fact it. that he has to apologize for. What does he have to apologize for? And drink the fat. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I just like, oh my gosh. I don't know why I get so worked up <laughs> yeah. about stuff like that. But that's the I same have, with Christmas with the Cranks. I have plenty of TV shows that I love that I refuse to watch certain episodes because they upset me so much. Bob's Burgers is the same way. Like, there are certain episodes where, you know, the, the characters get in these awful situations and I'm just like, I just can't watch it. I'm just, I'm going to get too frustrated. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like I used to be a really big hothead. Natalie can attest to this because she dated me when I was 15. And I just feel like I've calmed down so much in my life lately. I just, I really just don't get that upset about things. There's a few things that still trigger me. And that is one of the biggest ones. I cannot stand that. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think that there's an episode in history that makes me more upset than that episode because everything about that episode is wrong. The fact that they think that or that she thinks that Ross is being an ass. I'm just like, dude, oh my gosh, Rachel, he has, it, this is like his his life's work, a life achievement. What have you been doing? Really? Like, c- congratulations, you can go make coffee at a coffee shop. If you weren't hot, nobody would like you. Whatever, I'm done. I just, oh my <laughs> I shouldn't gosh. even have brought it up. I hate The episode, when it starts, he just knows. He's like, nope. We're turning it. We have to turn it. We cannot watch it. I feel like there's another one, but, but that's I, the main one. I completely agree with you, but it's just funny that like it doesn't upset me that much. Like there's other shows where things happen. Maybe the guy cheats on his girlfriend, or it's like a really big scandal, and it does like rub me the wrong way. Of like, oh, that just like makes me so mad. But I know that it's not real. And I think at the end of the day, sometimes you're more mad at like the writers. Like, why did you even? write that or why did this show end this way or why did this happen in this way it's not the actor's fault they're just reading their lines but it is though and doing their job because it shows of like how good of actors and actresses they are 
Right. You know what I mean? Like I hate (laughs) Jennifer Aniston in that episode because she is just like, oh, okay. Well, if you want to talk to me like that, then, and I'm just like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Like, oh my, I like, I cannot fathom how upset I would be if I was being recognized for an award and you couldn't pick out an outfit. And finally, after, I mean, I mean, nobody knows the exact time, but like, he's trying to get them ready for like, at least an hour or two. And think about how frustrating that is. You're all dressed up. You're all ready to go. You give people ample amount of time to get ready and nobody is getting ready. And you're just like, this is the one day that's all about me. We've all had our own days. We've all been there for everyone else. And you guys can't be here. You can't be there for me on this one day. Mm-hmm. This went way too far. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. What I, well, first of all, first of all, first of all, I do have something to drink. I have my favorite, um, it was my favorite bopping around warm day drink in LA. It was just introduced to me by Sadie last year. And it is, um, the one I get is a little different than the one she told me about. But this is a pineapple matcha. Mm. And I don't know anything about matcha. But it does have caffeine in it, just a little bit though. And it's already dairy free, which is cool. And it's just really, really refreshing. And the sun was out today. Granted, it was like, one degrees um but with the sun out it really just makes everyone feel brighter so it was just a nice drink to have on my way home from work and anyone who knows me will tell you tyler will tell you it takes me all day to drink my coffees i don't know why it's not because i don't like them i don't know what it is um so i've had this since 3 30 and it's halfway full so that's and it has a lot of ice in it yeah and it hasn't (laughs) melted i think because it's that cold yeah um but then another thing i had wanted to say Tell me how you feel. I just started listening to a podcast, not podcasts, but I really like when people start their podcasts with a snippet from the show Mm. and then go into the theme song or the intro Mm. and then start from the beginning. Mm. What do you feel about that? I do not like that. Why? I don't know. I just don't. Hmm. Interesting. Because it always is like a high point and they're like laughing or like it's a lot of energy and then I'm excited to like hear when it gets to that point. I do not like that. So. Because I always initially think that I did something wrong and mm. I'm listening in like the middle of the episode. Interesting. And then the music comes on and I'm like, nope, I wasn't listening in the middle of the episode, but that was like really just like, uh, like what's the word abrupt? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I like, <clears throat> I guess I just like to be like smoothed into it, Okay, you know, like I know the music's playing. I know right when it ends, I'm going to hear that familiar face talk, not just, and then the music, and then, hi, welcome. And I'm just like, what the, what? I just, I don't know. I don't like it. To me, I almost like look at it as like, I would never be like, hey guys, check out this new song. Four seconds of the drop, and then to the intro, and then to the build, and then to the drop. Like, you'd Mm -hmm. just be like, I just feel like you kind of ruined it. I don't, Hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? And I edit the podcast, so we're not doing that. But Okay, well, I was just saying, I like it. <laughs> what about when they sandwich it with, like, just the music of the theme at the end so that you really know that it's over? Yeah, I don't mind that. Okay. I've thought about doing that. Yeah. Just kind of, like, wean you out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so. But I think I would want different music, though. Not the same music. Okay. Interesting. Especially for, for people that listen back to back. Yeah. Because you'd hear the <clears throat> intro, the podcast. 
the intro, the outro, and then it would play it all over again. Yeah. I'd want different music. That makes sense because I've been watching a lot of Family Feud um, because long story short, my grandma's been staying with us on and off and that's all she watches. And so when Family Feud- Well, it is a great show, but now it is on for four hours. Right. And it is on continuously pretty much on the game show network. And at the end- it has the Family Feud theme, and then it immediately starts the next episode, and then it's the theme again, and it yeah. just feels like it's a never-ending loop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot. I know Steve Harvey really well now. Yeah. So. I saw him. Where? I forget. Oh, wasn't he just driving on the lot? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I saw him in person. That was pretty cool. Was he? Did he look friendly? He looked like Steve Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. He was in his Rolls Royce, which is a very, very, very expensive car. Mm. And he drove by with the convertible down in his like all white suit that matched the interior and exterior of the car and had a fedora that was the same color and like <laughs> big grandpa glasses with his big pearly whites and thick mustache. And he just drove by. He's like, hey. And everybody's like, oh, Steve Harvey. Like it was, <laughs> it was funny. That is funny. There's a lot of... uh older mature uh black women that were around me in line and they about passed out when they saw him (laughs) (laughs) it was like they were seeing a family member it was really funny that's funny so oh what am i drinking thanks for asking natalie so i'm drinking a pure life sweet tea Mm. pure leaf sweet tea sorry it just comes in a bottle and i really like it and i put it Mm. in my seafoam green yeti because it keeps it nice and cold yummy so is it pretty good? It is good. Can I taste it? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> it is funny, though. I was going to say those pineapple matchas taste so weird. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but I remember when I got one, I was like, hmm, I don't know what this is. Yeah. It's like really thick. Like I even Googled it and I was like, I still don't know what this is. Yeah. It's almost like a like a milk consistency, but then it's like so sweet yeah. I don't know. It's odd. And I think matcha starts as powder, hmm. if I'm not wrong. I don't know. Because you notice, like, at the bottom of your drink sometimes, yeah, like, see it, it under there? starts to collect, yeah. Yeah. It almost looks like seaweed. Hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, like, really an odd thickness. Like, you're drinking almost, like, melted whipped cream, which I normally wouldn't like, but... Yeah. It's good. So, I haven't told anybody about our possible apartment yet. Have you? I have not. Because well, I, I told my mom. Oh no, I I am very. <clears throat> well, first, would you like to tell the people? Uh, yeah. So, I think we already talked about putting in an application. I think we did, didn't we? Probably. Anyways, me and Natalie put in an application for an apartment. January. In January. Yeah. And um, the day before I got my perm. <laughs> how could I not remember? And <laughs> so we had to be put on a wait list. Um, because it's a very sought out apartment complex in Rochester and it's really sought out because they're so nice and they're like oddly affordable. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really understand, but, but I told Natalie, I said, but it, but it does make sense because like they just built these new apartments. They're like city lofts or whatever in Rochester. If you're familiar, it's right on the corner of Rochester and Tinkin. Is it Tinkin? Mm-hmm. And kind of like where Bar Louie used to be back in that parking lot. Anyways, they're like as expensive as apartments in California. Yeah. I mean, they're very nice, but I was just like, what? But it's a lame location. It is a very awful location. Like big boys in the same parking lot. Right. It's weird. Yeah. And 
but they're like, I think they start at like, I don't even know, like 17 or $1,800. Like they're very expensive. And I'm like, dang, that kind of sucks. Like, I mean, like Rochester is like bougie, I guess, but like not that bougie, you know? And anyways, these apartments are really affordable and it's funny because me and Natalie were FaceTiming last night and she was like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we should start looking at other apartments because we haven't heard anything from this apartment that we applied to. And I'm sitting there like, okay, does she know that they told us that we weren't going to hear anything until March? Like it's not even the middle of February. Like what is she freaking out about? Yeah, you know? I don't know if I knew that part. I definitely told you. Hmm. I've told everybody that exact thing. So, I don't know. <laughs> so anyways, I was like, I'm like, well... <clears throat> I don't really know what you're so freaked out about. They said probably the earliest we would get it in is, is March anyways. She's like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so <laughs> so Natalie sent out a bunch of emails to other apartments in the area uh, to set up viewings. And she kind of messaged me about them today. Like, oh, I'm supposed to see a viewing tomorrow and Thursday and whatever. I was like, okay. So then I was sitting at work today and Natalie had mentioned that I should call the apartment complex just to get an update and kind of touch base or whatever. Anyways, I totally forgot. Natalie totally forgot to remind me. And all of a sudden my phone started ringing and it said Rochester. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the apartment complex. How freaking weird that we were literally just talking about the fact that we wanted to call them. So I answered the phone and the lady was like, hi, Tyler. You know, I know that you guys wanted to get a two bedroom, two bath with or without a washer dryer on the upper or lower level. Like we were very, I mean, like we wanted really the only specifics that we wanted was a two bed, two bath, hopefully with a washer dryer. Right. But we were like, whatever, we'll take what we can get. But we knew we wanted two bedrooms. So she called and she's like, well, I don't know when we're going to get any of those apartments, but I did want to tell you that right now we have one that's going to be available in March. And it's a two bedroom, one bath, but it comes with a washer dryer and it's right around the same size as the, you know, two bed, two bath. Essentially it's the same size. You just don't have the the bathroom. And I was like, what? That's crazy. And I was like, okay, well, when do you need to know by? So she called me at three 30 today and she said that we have to make a decision by three 30 tomorrow, which I mean, I guess I feel like is kind of soon, but Anyways, I said, okay, so what's going to happen if we say no? Because we're already on a list. She goes, well, technically you you really weren't on this list, right? Because I had to like go through a formality and send her an email that I was interested in the apartment that she had just told me about so she could put us on that list. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. But anyways, she was like, if you decide not to take this apartment, you'll still be in the same position on the list for the other apartment. So it's really just kind of up to you. Just let me know tomorrow by 3.30. So I called Natalie today, told her everything about it, but I didn't tell her about the washer and dryer until I could already tell that she was really excited. So then that was just kind of like the icing on the cake. Yeah. And throw that in if I was like, eh, I don't know. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, now we have to make a decision essentially within less than 24 hours if we want to move into this place or not. And I say yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all for it. I think it's just like such a wonderful location and – I work in Rochester now, so after work, I went and drove by the building that we would be in, and I was actually able to walk into the building and 
see where the apartment number was. Obviously, I didn't knock or go in the apartment. I considered it, but... I was going to say. Yeah, I thought about it, but I just... You don't know what kind of people they could be, and I didn't want them to turn around and tell the apartment manager, like, why did you tell these people, and now they're at my door. Well, I was... I didn't want to make them uncomfortable. Well, I was going to tell you that you should knock on the door, and depending on who answers, say one of two things. If it was like, you know, two cute, like, little harmless girls, you could be like, hey, so sorry to bother you. But if it was like, I don't know, some like scary dudes just be like, oh, wrong apartment. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Or at least like they could have opened the door and I could have been like, hmm, kind of look around a little bit. But I just decided not to do that. Um, But not that it would have mattered exactly where the building was, but I was very excited about where the building was. But the thing I wasn't excited about was the fact that the backside of the building, not a big deal. It was just me trying to find something wrong that the back of the building faced some of the garbage cans. And I was like, I really hope that this apartment number is on the other side, which faces the street and a lot of trees and the sidewalk and the apartments across the street. And it is the ones at the front end, which I was really excited about. And you go through the front door and it's right there. Um, And it's just, you feel like you're almost in another little neighborhood when you're back there, which is why I really like it. And very easy to walk into town, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever. I won't get into why I love it, but I'm very weird about jinxing myself and I do not like to tell anyone when there's a possibility of something exciting happening until it's solidified Hmm. because I have always been afraid that if I speak too soon that, I don't know, it'll disappear or something will go wrong. I don't know why I have that fear, Hmm. but I mean, there are things that I haven't even told you until it's solid because I'm just afraid that it might not happen or I like get my hopes up. So until we give her our okay tomorrow, like I just don't want to say anything to anybody Gotcha. <laughs> until I just, I don't know, know for sure. I mean, I'm sure obviously it would be fine. It's just how I am. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm that way about things that aren't for sure, but like it's ours if we want it. You know what I mean? But there's something in me is like, well, what if she calls tomorrow? And she's like, I was wrong. I don't know. I'm just like weird about that stuff. Mm. So, but you talked to her. I didn't. Yeah. So this is all just word of mouth kind of but um the ball is definitely in our court okay <laughs> well that's exciting to know um but i am like super big on signs too and i was also telling tyler that today i not to get super religious but i don't like to typically pray for like materialistic things i guess but i've been reading this daily devotion and talking about being very specific in prayer and that it is okay to pray for those sort of things but i just always felt like it was wrong to do that that there's Bigger things are more important things, and obviously there are, but it's okay to literally pray about everything. So while I was walking around the classroom today, I just said a little prayer of, please just watch over us in this journey of finding an apartment, and I am trusting in your process and your timing no matter how long it takes. And I think that's my biggest fear is it's only February. We just applied a month ago, but I was just getting in my head of, what if we don't hear until July or August or whatever, something crazy, and literally – Two hours later, she called you. Right. And that's just like really, really strange and ironic, I think. So. Yeah. I think it's meant to be. Yeah. According to the sign. hmm So. Yeah. I mean, it is one of those things where we were kind of like, yeah, I mean, I, like, a t- like two bathrooms would be really cool. But like my biggest thing is, I think it really just comes down to like what's most important. Mm-hmm. Two bathrooms or a washer dryer. You could say yes to the apartment that only has one bathroom, but you know 100% that you're going to have a washer dryer and boom, you can lock it in right now. And I think they said the move-in date 
it would be like March 19th, which is a Friday. So like mid March. And, you know, so we have like a little over a month, you know, to like get everything ready and, and move in and stuff like that. Or you could say no and have the possibility of getting a two bathroom place, but you don't know how long it's going to take and you don't know if it's going to have a washer dryer. Right. And I just feel like <clears throat> it sounds so stupid, but like we've been wanting a washer dryer in unit for so long. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, realistically, it probably wouldn't be that bad just because the washer and dryers would be in the same building. So we would never have to go outside, which is like how freaking convenient yeah. man, to be like making dinner and be like, oh, laundry's done. Tire, you want to take it out or you know what I mean? Right. Just to have your own. You can oh just like throw gosh. it in the dryer before you go to bed, pull Ugh. it out in the morning. Be so sweet, man. And you do have to, if the washer dryer isn't in unit, it is like a dollar or more right. per load. And do you need quarters or is it online? It's just, I mean, we've had our fair share of experience of not having laundry in the apartment. I've only ever had laundry in one apartment and it was in college. And I do remember it just being, I never thought I never that have. I would care, really. Never. It is very, I did it, sucks, it so man. much more often. It sucks. Because it's just like, throw a load in and then you can go about and like do whatever you need in your day right. while you're cooking dinner and then you have to throw it in the dryer before you go to bed and you don't have to worry about it. I can't tell you how many times I went to bed and then woke like woke up even at like 2 a.m. and been like, oh my God, like the laundry is in the dryer. I mean, mm -hmm. whatever at that point, but still it's just obnoxious. Yeah. So. I think we're going to take it. Yeah. But I'm still not going to say anything until it's definite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just wanted us to just like sleep on it, you know, yeah. just like come at it with like a, a fresh perspective. I mean, I don't see why we wouldn't take it. Right. I think it'd be kind of stupid not to, you know, right. Because we, we were kind of in that situation, not the same situation, but kind of a similar situation with our last apartment in Burbank. You know, I was all hyped about it because it had so many things on our list it had a pool it was a great location we had parking like just like like i cannot tell you how much better our second apartment was in california compared to our first and realistically i think it was what like two hundred dollars more yeah. like and i know that that like you know sometimes that's not feasible for everybody but like i was just like dude i'll do anything that i can to live here and i was so excited but Natalie was worried because it was because it was the first apartment that we had viewed. It was literally the first one. And it was kind of dated on the inside. Natalie's like, I don't know. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know if we're going to find anything ever like this again. Like, this is crazy. It has so many things that we want. I think we would be stupid to say no. And we actually ended up getting into a fight about it because we were just like, because I essentially told her, well, I'll respect anything that you decide and then she didn't decide what i wanted and I was just <laughs> and he like, was annoyed i was like dude like i don't you know and then it was like we applied that day viewed it that day and got approved that day and like when he called us to approve us i was just like okay thanks <laughs> and just like hung up the phone and we were just like what should we do yeah and at that point then i had changed my mind and i was like you're right right this is right and then he called why like we went on a walk and talked about it and then I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's great. I just got nervous because it's the first one we looked at. Right. And yeah, then he called and then we like switched roles. Yep. And then and I had I to was talk like, you into I don't it. know. And but then we went and saw that other apartment. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm like, this apartment looks really cool. Why don't we go see this? And we walked and and we we used to love Glendale. Like, you, you know, because there was a, a beautiful mall there. It's just like a really nice place. But we didn't realize that there were like 
pockets and neighborhoods of Glendale that essentially looked just like our neighborhood in East Los Angeles, which was exactly what we did not want to be living in anymore. Right. And we had to park super far away. And I was like, I don't know. And we walked up and we didn't even go in and see the place. We were just like, nope, nope, we're not going to live in a place like this again. You know, because Natalie was like, well, didn't you tell him that we were going to take it? I was like, what is he going to do if we don't? Like, we didn't sign anything. Right. Like, you know, we just verbally told him that we wanted it. Like, how many times? I mean, Ron is an exception because he was the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. He was He's probably the best landlord that we're ever going to have. But I was just like, you know, most California landlords, I'm sure they've screwed over their fair share of people. Like, if we decide that we don't want it and we haven't signed anything, like, who freaking cares, you know? But anyways, that ended up being our favorite apartment that we've ever lived in. Yeah. Like by far, you know? Yeah, it became just like so dreamy and I got so many compliments on the layout of it when I would post pictures from our balcony into the pool and people were like, oh my gosh, this looks like a like a retro 70s, like Los Angeles movie star apartment building right. or like, so yeah, something you'd see back in like the classic 60s and 70s movies. And even I'm, people that I, that like lived in California, they're like, how do you afford that place? And I'm like, it's in Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not. But that I expensive. also do think for some reason we got lucky. I don't know. Oh yeah. Like that was pretty cheap for parking a pool, one bedroom, et cetera, et cetera. So it was fifteen seventy five yeah. for anybody that's curious, which is pretty damn good for California. Yeah. Everything involved. Like it was a crazy deal. Yeah. It considering really was. our studio was thirteen fifty. And what's really crazy too it had termites. is how we found it is I had just got off work like early in the morning, like 8.30. And I went to go check out another place that was like a mile or two away. And it was disgusting. Like so gross. I actually took Natalie back there. Do you remember that place? Mm-hmm. that had the really gross pool. I was like, yikes. And I was like, well, dang, this was a bust. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pull up apartments.com, see if there's anything else. And I saw a listing that was posted that day. And granted, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, he must have just posted this. So I called him. I'm like, do you have any listings or do you have any viewings today? He's like, I have one at 12. I was like, ah, okay, never mind. I'm here. I'm already here. Like I was literally going to say like, never mind. Like right. I, I really don't want to come back, you know? And and what's stupid about California is they never show you, like they never post multiple pictures of the apartments. It was literally just <clears throat> a picture of the outside mm-hmm. and it told you like the square footage. I was just like, okay, right. what does it look like, right. you know? And he's like, if you want to see it, I'll be there and five minutes and i said okay i'll meet you there and i and i my jaw dropped the entire time i was like this is exactly what we've been wanting yeah everything about this place you know and natalie was working that day and i was like you just leave like leave your job (laughs) and come and see this you know um but yeah that was really really cool yeah but it is just kind of crazy that you know we found this place and the fact that we were just talking about it yesterday and then today that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it I think is it's meant to be. For sure. Um, this is off topic, if you don't mind me moving on. Um, but I'll, I don't think that I've talked about it on here yet, but a little um, selfish plug is I'm doing photography now mm. and my business is called Photography with Natalie. And today in the mail, I got my official business license. So it's like a certificate and everything. It says photography with Natalie. And so I'm like legal to work in the state of Michigan. And not not a lot of photographers always get like the legal. It's like essentially just like a sales tax certificate. 
Um, but I was talking to my cousin Lauren, who is also a photographer, and she just does such a wonderful job, and she's so professional and has done so well for herself. She's in Texas, but she suggested from the beginning that I just get my business license because if you do get caught taking pictures and making over $600, I mean, like, the fines are insane. Um, so I just wanted to take that step to feel, like, really professional and just legal, and I just, I just want to do it right, so... I think it's important to invest in yourself too. Yeah. And I think, well, you actually don't have to pay for it, hmm. which is nice. You just sign up for it. Oh. And you send in, like I had to send in like a huge packet of paperwork, what my business would be called, if I would have employees, whatever, whatever. Um, oh, I thought you said it cost money. The So I, then I had to get a DBA, but I was waiting to make sure I got my oh, license first. Okay. DBA is um, doing business as, since I'm not doing it just as Natalie Town, it's photography with Natalie. So in each um county i believe that i'll be working in i have to get a dba but that's ten dollars each um but no this is free and you just fill out the paperwork and you send it in and then i got my official certificate in the mail today so that's exciting (laughs) so hopefully i can really get the ball rolling i did a uh, maternity shoot last week and that was really fun and that was my first paid shoot and i'm halfway done editing those i have the like the edit done and then now i have to move into photoshop but i'm just really excited to share them and then hopefully start working more and that's hopefully my full-time plan so if you don't follow me already it's photography with natalie on instagram and she's good thank you not just saying that because she lets me touch her (laughs) (laughs) it's because she actually is no she actually is good she's very good very very good and that's coming from somebody who has seen some of the other people in my life that have decided to do photography that have no business doing photography. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. I just feel like I'm a really blunt person and I Mm -hmm. wouldn't like confidently say that I think she's a good photographer if I didn't. And she's actually taken pictures of me even before she even wanted to do the whole photography with Natalie thing. And a lot of the candid shots on my Instagram are from Natalie. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I want my, my niche to be in home. I just think that in-home sessions are really special and really genuine and allow like couples or families to be really natural in themselves. And so my maternity shoot was in-home. So I'm extra excited to share that because that's majorly the direction I want to go in. And I think I definitely want to focus on couples and like maternity, I guess, essentially is couple because she just has a baby in her belly. Um, But there's no other human in that session. So it was just fun to have that opportunity to take pictures of a couple and just have really cutesy pictures and lovey pictures. And we did a bunch of candid ones of them jumping on the bed, doing a pillow fight. And um, so I'm really excited to keep moving in that direction. And I'm going to do a couple more free couple shoots to have more of like an engagement looking session because I haven't done that yet. And then I want to do more videos because I definitely want video to be my niche too. I took a video or made a video for my friend who is pregnant right now and it was her sort of um gender reveal and then the gender ended up being wrong anyway which is kind of funny um but we made a gender reveal video for her and i was really excited about how that turned out and i want to do more of those yeah plug plug done plug over (laughs) yeah unplug (laughs) Unplug (laughs) unplug it yeah um i just wanted to mention um tom brady just won his seventh super bowl Two days ago. Seven. 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 It's from friends. Yeah. We didn't know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Because 
I've actually, I realized that I've never watched the Super Bowl in my dad's house before. Wow. So I hadn't been to my dad's in a few weeks. And so I decided to go over to my dad's and then Natalie ended up coming as well. And it's just cool just because Natalie doesn't really get to see a lot of my family and my brother and sister and stuff. And so it was just cool like to all be together again. And my stepmom made a bunch of snacks and I don't know. It's just, it's cool because I feel like <laughs> it's funny because the last few Super Bowls has actually just been me, Natalie, and Sadie. <laughs> and believe it or not, I'm the sportiest person in the room when that's the case, which is very sad. <laughs> and so like they're constantly asking me questions and asking me for my feedback. And I feel like I'm kind of commentating when, to be honest, I don't know a lot about what I'm talking about. I just like, I don't, I don't like sports very much, but I love football and I love Tom Brady. Like that's my guy, you know? And so it was just cool because my dad loves Tom Brady and to like actually hear my dad talk about the game because my dad knows a lot about sports in general, but especially football. And it was just like interesting to like hear, hear his point of view on things, you know? And then my sister was like keeping it. Like keeping the, uh, like keeping the peace, because you know, she, she was like sitting in between me and my brother, and she was just like commenting about like the Super Bowl commercials. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was kind of like I had like <laughs> two like commentators on either side of me. Yeah. Um. But anyways, that was really exciting. And like I said, I'm not a big sports guy, but I understand if you don't like Tom Brady as a person. I think it's. If you don't like them, you don't like them. I feel like a lot of people don't like people who are constantly winning, people who are constantly in the spotlight, just like how a lot of people don't like LeBron James or, I don't know, a baseball player that a lot of people don't like that is really successful. I don't know. I don't watch baseball. Yeah. But who's you- that one who's dating that one girl? <clears throat> Justin. Verlander? Yeah. Do people like him? Yeah. Isn't he pretty good? Yeah. He used to play for the Tigers. Right. But now he plays for the Astros. And then the Astros had that huge cheating scandal. Anyways, I'm not going to get into it. But <laughs> you know more. Than I you. don't know how you can tell me that he's not one of the greatest of all times when he just won his seventh Super Bowl ring of ten Super Bowls that he's been in. And everybody that was like, "Oh, it's it's all Belichick. It's all Bill Belichick." You know, the Patriots head coach. I'm not saying that they didn't work great together. But the fact that Tom Brady left the Patriots and Tom Brady didn't leave the Patriots because he didn't want to be on the Patriots anymore. The Patriots didn't want him Why? because they didn't want to pay him. And and they were just like, you know what? They, they couldn't they couldn't uh, like reach a deal on his contract. I think I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm probably wrong. But anyways, it wasn't just him. It was him and the organization could not. They, they were just butting heads. They could not reach an agreement. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to find another team. And he's, he'd never been a free agent before. He'd never have, he has never had teams throwing offers at him because he was always, always a Patriot, like through and through. He never, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't like, you know, kind of glance over his shoulder and be like, Oh, I wonder how it'd be over there. But he was like, Mm -hmm. he gave his blood, sweat and tears to that city for years and brought them six Super Bowl rings. And then he leaves, goes to a random team that he's never been with. The coach had nothing but trust in him, and he led them to the Super Bowl and won on a brand new team. He had Gronkowski convinced him to come out of retirement to come play with him. And it's just like, I I don't know, man. Again, I'm not sporty. I'm not very <laughs> good at talking about sports, but I just like, how can you, you can hate the guy personally, but you have to respect his work ethic and his just absolute talent as a leader 
that he led this random new team that he was on for the first year to the Super Bowl and won on their home field. Not only did he win with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he won in Tampa, the Super Bowl in Tampa. And the hockey team, Tampa, the Tampa Bay Lightning, won the Stanley Cup this year hmm. in Tampa. Wow. So it's like Tampa was killing it this year. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Is there any reason to not like Tom Brady for his personality? Because you said you could not like him as a person, but I don't, right. I don't know anything about him. I mean, a lot of people don't like him because he, in my opinion, as somebody who really likes him, I think he is a very, very, very well-coached, sometimes comes off as ingenuine human being. Hmm. Because I feel like he's so good at talking in front of a camera that people think that he's being ingenuine when he's just really, really good at carrying himself. Yeah. And he's just like, I mean, like it's just, and it's tough too. I mean, he's been in the spotlight for years and years and years. And it's like, I just feel like, you know, when those, when those cameras turn on, like he almost seems like he's too nice or he goes over the top nice and I'm not saying that that's not his personality because I have no idea. I've never met him mm-hmm. or met him without cameras around or without an audience around. But I just think he's really good at carrying himself. And I think a lot of people find it as like misingenuine, you know, and or ingenuine. Yeah. Ingenuine. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Anyways. In, yeah. And then people <laughs> were giving him shit because he kisses his sons on the lips. Okay, don't even get me started on that stuff. That's interesting because this girl always, she's a really good singer and a good songwriter, but she always like mocks people. And she was talking about, I think she was singing Seven Rings, but like Ariana Grande, but then turned it into Seven Rings for the Super Bowl and was pretending she was Tom Brady. And then I didn't understand at the end of it, her boyfriend comes in the picture and she kisses him, like, Mm -hmm. but is talking like he's her, her son. Right. And I was like, that was unusually weird yeah and i hate that like not to go off on a tangent about my favorite person but that happened to hillary duff too Mm -hmm. where she posted a picture of her and her son at disneyland mind you he was four and she's kissing him on the lips and people lost it like it's your kid yeah see i don't i don't know i don't think that that's i mean i definitely think like when i see pictures of video or videos of tom brady kissing his son on the lips like is it kind of weird for me Yes, because I'm not used to seeing a dad kissing like his son on the lips. How old is his son? Um, I mean, I don't know how old he was at the time. I would say probably 10 or younger. Like, it's not like he's like 18. Right. You know what I mean? And he's mm-hmm. kissing his son on the lips. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's it's his freaking kid. Right. If his kid doesn't want to kiss him, he's not, he's, it's not like he forces his kid to kiss him on the lips. Like, right. maybe he just grew up in that household. Like, I I don't know. Um. But anyways, I guess I just would never think that it's weird that a, a girl, and maybe that's sexist, but that a girl would be kissing their kids on the lips. Like, right. I kissed my mom on the lips until I was probably, I don't know. 10 or 11 and i was like mom i don't want to kiss you on the lips anymore right but when i'm four right like dude why are people freaking out but yeah i think it's your kid and obviously if he's like kissing his son out in public like i don't think that it's anything to be worried about right you know it's not anything secretive right and yeah it depends on like your household or the way you grew up or where 
where's your family from? What's your culture? Are you Italian? Are you like, I mean, Italian people like kiss everybody everywhere. French yeah. people like, right. I, I don't know. I just don't think it's that weird. I have certain family members that kiss <clears throat> everyone. Mm-hmm. Like it, they don't care who it is. Like they kiss you and they kiss you like right on the corner of your lips. And to them, it's like, yeah, not a big deal. So right. I think that's silly. So I think it's a mixture of that. And then there's a picture of him in an interview and there's a make America great hat behind him Mm. and he has since explained the picture and he said it was back in 2015 before trump was even elected for the presidency and uh brady is an avid golfer so is trump they've been on the golf course together he's nice to him he's just a nice guy he gave him the hat he said in no way shape or form was that me you know trying to you know, take a political stand or, you know, he, and like, he's like, I'm not affiliated with Donald Trump or anything. Like, yeah, it he's like, it literally, like I forgot that it was in my locker and who knows he could be lying, but I'm just like, number one, like who freaking cares? It was 2015. It's not like he's like constantly getting in, in interviews and like, Hey, I just want to let everybody know that I love Donald Trump and everything that he supports. Like, I just, right. I don't know. You yeah, know what I mean? Before he was elected, he was yeah. just like running. I just, I don't Nobody, know. I mean, I wasn't for him when he was first running, but like he wasn't like, I didn't know he was gonna be such a tyrant right. at the time. I right. don't think a lot, so many people admitted that they switched their vote this year because right. they didn't expect it to become what it became. Exactly. So I don't know. And then there was that whole stuff. Like he, there was a cornerback on the Chiefs on Sunday that like was like talking to Tom and like Tom gets fired up, but he doesn't get fired up at other players. Usually he usually gets fired up with himself for like his own guys, you know, mm-hmm. and you actually saw him like exchanging words with some of the other like Chiefs players, which was like really cool to see just I mean, because he's older. I mean, he's 43. He's a pretty lanky, skinny guy. If he gets hit like he's done, you know what I mean? And the fact that he was still like. Like that fired up about the game, you know? Anyways, the cornerback said something to him and started to run away. And Tom ran over to him and started talking to him again. You know, like like chased him down like he wasn't done talking to him. And then that cornerback goes on Twitter and he goes, yeah, he said something to me that I would rather not repeat. And everybody is like, so what are you saying? Did he call you the N-word? Did he say something racist to you? Like, what did he say? And then everybody made a good point. I don't think every player necessarily is mic'd up, but every single quarterback in the NFL is mic'd up. Mm. Tom Brady was wearing a mic that entire game. Do you really think that Tom Brady called him or said something racist to a guy when he knows that he's mic'd up the entire game? Why would he do that? He wouldn't do that. He's been in the league for how many years and you think he's just going to throw that away in what could possibly be his last Super Bowl? Like, there's no way. But then people are like, oh, well, even if he did say something, it's not like the NFL is going to say anything because they love Tom Brady. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you just can't win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really it's the same thing as LeBron James in the NBA. People love to hate him because he is one of the best players of all time. And he's fun to watch. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I just I I understand. Like, I have a friend, Jeremy, who is from Buffalo, New York, through and through Buffalo Bills fan and the Bills hate the Patriots. They hate Tom Brady because a majority of the time he beats them and they, he's just grown up and he learned to hate Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the dolphins. Everybody in Florida, everybody that's a Miami dolphins fan hates Tom Brady. And I get that. 
But for the people that just hate him just because of who he is, I'm just like, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah. That was a lot of sports talk. Yeah. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much to say. <laughs> but anyways, that was really cool yeah. to like to watch Super Bowl with my dad. It's kind of right. sad that I'm going to be 26 this year and that's the first time I've watched Super Bowl with my dad. Well, yeah, I feel like I Oh, no, no, that's not true. Yeah. I did in Florida. I remember you posting a picture and you're both on either side of like the TV set. Right. I right. remember that. That's right. But that was like- Why were you in Florida in February? My uh, cousin Taylor's wedding. Right. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. So that was like, it just so happened. Like right. I didn't go out of my way. Right, but so, it worked out. Yeah. Okay, interesting. But yeah, that was cool. I forgot. Yep, and that was the game. Patriots were playing mm-hmm. and they were down. Oh, yeah. 28-3 to the Falcons and came back to win. It was a crazy game. Yeah. Everybody in my family except my dad and my brother hated Tom Brady, hated the Patriots, and they came back to win. That was crazy. Wow. Crazy. I thought your grandpa was a Patriots fan. Yeah, I mean, he's a Lions fan through and through, you oh, know, but okay. but he likes Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you need to say? No. Okay. Well, because we're coming up on an hour oh. already, and so there was something that I wanted to do. Okay. So I was on Instagram today, and Katie Moe, she was that really beautiful girl from The Bachelor with, mm-hmm. like, the cat eyes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? She shared a story about this card game that I have heard about. And I totally forgot about it though. And the card game is called, um, hold on. The card game is called, where is it? We are not really strangers. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. So I actually want to get it. I kind of forgot about it, but it's basically all very, very deep questions, which I feel like you and I like to ask each other those things often And not even deep as in, like, it's going to make you sad or it's going to, like, cause issues, but just, like, real questions, like, past surface level questions. And since we did those questions that one time from Gus Mm. and Eddie's podcast, I thought, I'm not going to ask you all of them because I think it could turn into a really big conversation, but maybe we could do some another time, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to ask you a couple of them. Okay. And I'm going to start with this one. So, but they are still kind of serious. So, if you need a second to think, you can. Okay. What did you grow up believing beautiful looked like? Where did that come from, and how has it evolved? What did I grow up thinking beautiful was? Um, I guess I would say like a like a super like a supermodel body type, generally white. Blonde, tall, heels. I don't know. I guess just like everything like on on the runway, I guess. Right. But then I guess I feel like my first like my first instances of like wow, I really like girls was like seeing like in like the Coles magazines when you would like see the women in their bras. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I feel like, I mean, I guess it could have been different in like the early 2000s, but like, especially like a lot of Coles models now are just like women. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily like supermodels, but right. but maybe they were back then. Right. Um, but yeah, I feel like very like skinny, slender, tall, white blonde women right i guess because i feel like that was like 
that was like the beauty standard, it especially was. like in the nineties. Like, like when I think of like the hottest woman of the nineties, the first woman that comes to my mind is Pamela Anderson. Interesting. <laughs> like, and I yeah. don't know why, but it's just like, she's blonde, big chested, white, but she, I think she was actually pretty short. It's pretty, yeah. Yeah. But you but know still, what I mean? Yeah. You right. know, just like that, like very cookie cutter. Right. Beauty standard. Yeah. You know, which is so funny because. That's not your type. That is not my type <laughs> at all. Like, no offense, anybody that's very tall and skinny, but you are not for me. Well, and that, like so that leads into, I mean, I guess, yeah, where did, where do you feel like that came from? And it's interesting that you brought up race because this is from a deck of cards that has to deal with race. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's just interesting that that was the first thing you thought of. And mm-hmm. I think that's what they were trying to teach oh, yeah. and explain and show that we were raised in our era and eras before us too, but especially I feel like ours because I even feel like when you think about, again, she was white too, but Marilyn Monroe was a thicker woman mm-hmm. and I feel like thicker, more real looking women. And that's, I shouldn't even say real looking women, but not perfection. Yeah. And it's not even perfection. That's where like, we're all messed up. But I was brought up to believe just based off of yeah tv shows and movies that you had to be skinny like Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing for me not even necessarily tall not even necessarily white it was just being very very thin and having absolutely no rolls no cellulite no this or that not even really big boobs not a big butt even i mean i feel like even small butts were more popular when we were younger and that's why all all of the girls that i looked up to when I was younger, all suffered anorexia or bulimia at one point. Yeah. Like Hillary Duff, Lindsay Lohan, like Mary Kate <clears throat> and Ashley, those were really famous people who suffered from eating disorders. And then there is an, a very important episode of That's a Raven. I don't know if you've ever seen it, where they Photoshop Raven and make her look like twig thin. Mm. And Raven was like a thicker girl, oh, yeah. which was very unusual to have her on a TV show and have her be a thicker girl. And... Uh, so in this episode, they Photoshop her to be a teeny tiny skinny model mm. and you just learn a lot in that episode. And I, I, and it really stuck with me, which says a lot because she went back to that magazine and told them that's not how she really looks and she's proud of how she looks. And there's an episode of Lizzie McGuire where Miranda is anorexic mm. and they don't really have shows like that anymore. I feel especially on the Disney channel where they talk about those things, obviously eating disorders are still a very big deal, but in the way that I feel like it's evolved is people have realized that all bodies are beautiful, whether and in both ways. Like you shouldn't tell a skinny girl to go eat a sandwich. Maybe that's just how she looks. Maybe she does exercise and eat well and nourishes her body. But you also shouldn't like shame thicker girls and the way that their bodies are. And someone I obviously have always admired is Demi Lovato and everything she's been through with her eating disorders. And so I do feel like Fortunately for this generation, it has evolved and all body types and like shapes and sizes and colors are considered to be beautiful. And Aerie is one of my favorite clothing lines that really showcases that. It's just like real girls, like skinny, big, thick, uh, slim, thick, big butt, small butt, like all kinds of hair, shapes, sizes, colors. And so I feel like it's evolving. Yeah. Do you feel like that's why you... have the crushes on the types of girls that you do because of what's become more normal or were you kind of like not normal compared to your friends based on the type of women that you liked? I don't know. I I mean, I guess 
I feel like I didn't really realize my preference for like for girls until I don't even know how old I was, you know, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like when I was young, I would like, there was just like an, there was never a time for me where I didn't like girls. Like Mm -hmm. I never went through a phase where I was like, ew, girls, like I liked girls in kindergarten. Like I knew that I liked girls. Like I'd pretend to take pictures of of them with like a little toy camera (laughs) and they'd shove it in my face. And you know what I mean? Like I just, I feel like I always knew that I found women or girls and there were five <laughs> five-year-old girls uh, that i found them to be attractive um but i don't know i mean i guess i i think i was like raised to think that that is what i found the most attractive but i don't know i feel like once i hit that age however old i was 13 14 when i realized that like it was okay to have a preference that i realized pretty quick that i had that I definitely had a preference that I liked thicker girls mm-hmm. and I never really went through a phase where I liked boobs better than butts. It was always butts. Yeah. <laughs> and when all my friends were like boobs and I was just like, nah, yeah. dude, you can nah. cut those things off. <laughs> oh man, it's about that, but donk a donk dude. And like, it's like, that's a new thing too. Like I feel like big butts weren't oh, yeah. such a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously there's the song big butts, but I just feel like most girls had like teeny tiny butts. Honky Tonk Badonkadonk was one of the most influential songs in my life. Yeah, that's really magical. <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it is kind of crazy. And I definitely feel like kind of my, uh, I don't know, I just feel like it's like completely shifted now. Like mm-hmm. I like thicker girls. I don't like skinny girls. Obviously, I don't love very tall girls because I'm not very tall. <laughs> and um, and I don't know. I like girls with like tanner skin too, you know, so I appreciate the fact that you tan, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I don't know. I, I feel like like I feel like it's kind of stupid, but it I mean, it's always tough too. like going to such a small town that we went to. Like we didn't really have much culture in our school. So it was like, you like girls? Yep. Here's white girls. Like, that's it, you know. Yeah. And so I feel like I never really got to explore much like if I liked – if I preferred other races over over another or something. You know right. what I mean? Just because I never really had like that like important developmental, you know, hump that I went over. Like because when I did hit that, I was surrounded by Midwest white girls, you know? Mm-hmm. And then by the time that I got to college, I was like, nah, I already made up my mind. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like – and so I don't know, but it's funny. I have found myself like, especially when it comes to like Instagram models and stuff, like I feel like I lot, I like or gravitate towards a lot of like Spanish girls or light skinned girls. Like, cause I'm just like, wow, they're like so unique looking. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I just like was never really exposed to that. You right. know, like I said, I mean, central was like one thing. There was definitely a lot of like diverse culture up at central a lot more than Dryden for sure. Um, but there's still a lot of white people up there though, you yeah, know? Right. And so I just feel like, I don't know, I just never really broke into a lot of different cultures. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's just kind of the way that things played out. But it is, it's interesting with like social media. I definitely am like, when I'm like, whoa, like it's usually a girl of a different race now, which is odd. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think a big huge reason for me why I've had so much insecurity about my like size my whole life is because of what was considered beautiful when I was younger and that was yeah being like super super thin and I have never been super super thin and it's really like 
sad to look back at pictures of myself in high school when I, I have never, I have never once in my life thought I was thin enough. Yeah. And I've never like had an eating disorder or anything like that, but I've never felt good like, enough, perfect enough yeah. in, in my eyes. And then I look back at pictures of me in high school and I'm like, what? Like I, I was so tiny and it makes me sad to think that I didn't think that I was small enough. And yeah. it's because that time while we were in junior high and high school, beautiful was considered to be a super, super thin. And I am happy for these girls who don't because not all girls have the same body type and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm so happy for these young girls that are growing up in a society where we're being taught that like everything is beautiful right. and everyone is different and it's great to be different and unique because that's what makes you special. Yeah. And no, we don't want to all look the same. So that's it. I mean, it's sad because I used to think that I was, that I was bigger too when I was younger. Right. Which is like so stupid because like, I feel like when I was younger, like I just kind of had like chubbier cheeks and I don't know. I was like never fat, but like, you know, I had like rolls and you know, whatever. And I'll never forget. Um, and I don't know why, like it happened. I don't know if somebody told me that I was fat or I don't know, but I was convinced that I was fat. And my, my buddy Cody, we were in gym class one time and, and Cody's a, a bigger, t- a bigger dude. I mean, he's just a very stocky, you know, a guy he always has been. And I remember we were like running laps and I was like, I was just really out of shape just cause I loved video games and didn't really play any sports. And I was just like, man, I don't know why they got us running all these laps. You know, it's really tough for us big boys, huh? (laughs) You know? And Cody is just such a nice guy. Like he never said anything, but like he remembers that to this day that I was under the impression that we were like the same size when we just like, we just weren't, you Mm -hmm. know, but it is like, it's, it's sad. Like even being a guy that doesn't have nearly as many like social, you know, what what do they call that? Like when you're trying to conform to society, like mm-hmm. I don't have nearly as much as what like the girls did, but the fact that I still felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be or right. that I wasn't good enough. Like, right. I don't know. It just kind of sucks, you know? Right. What, do you feel like there's a, there was a beauty standard you grew up thinking just for men? Oh yeah. I mean, tall, chiseled abs, <laughs> handsome. Tall, dark and handsome. Yeah. I mean- I don't know. I guess I feel like the guy's beauty standard really hasn't changed. I feel like guys' beauty standards really don't change because there's really not much to us. It's just like, do you have muscles mm-hmm. and are you an alpha male and do you have facial hair? Great. Right. You're perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's kind of like fluctuated with like, oh, the dad bod was like so in for right. a little while and like this hairstyle or that hairstyle. Yeah. I guess I will say that I feel like our, I feel like gender roles have vastly changed you know that it was like always the guys that had to be making the money and the mm-hmm. the women were expected to stay home and you know the guys had to be these burly you know menly men but that they were also shredded like i just it really just didn't make any sense right. like you know what i mean like they're like these like you know like brawly you know tough guys but yet they work on their physique seven days a week like it just doesn't really make any sense you know like and oh he knows how to build a house while also maintaining a rigorous lifestyle of diet you know exercise and you know what i mean it's i don't know it's kind of stupid yeah i love the i think the biggest change with men that i've loved to see is like 
pushing that men have emotions too and like men can cry and men can feel and men can be stay-at-home dads and men can like it's okay to like for your five-year-old son to have a barbie doll and wear a dress if he wants to and it's not going to make him be any in any which direction like it's just him exploring being a child and i just think that's really cool i'll say it right now when i was 11 or 12 I got a Bratz ski lodge for Christmas, and I was super stoked about it. Did you have a Brat doll? Oh, yeah. I had Bratz dolls. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they were in relationships with my other guy dolls that I had. I had like Max Steel. That was like my action figure. Did but you yeah, make them do it? Absolutely, I did. Everybody did. Smash some you know, mm-hmm, just parts together. Yeah. You know, under, I would do it underneath together. my table in my room yep. under the Absolutely. Under the tablecloth. Heck yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've always been very comfortable in my sexuality. Yeah. And I feel really bad for people that aren't. That really sucks, you know, yeah. for like, I don't know. I mean, but you're right. It has. Like, I mean, there's like, we definitely like lived through a lot of changes in society and we're not even that young, which is really exciting, Mm -hmm. but a lot of change for the good that like all of my close guy friends, like I tell them that I love them. Like when I get off the phone or how much I miss them or I give them a hug or how much they mean to me. Like, I don't know. I just like, it's okay to talk about those. Right. Like it's just sad that like we lived in a society that at one point that was like frowned upon. You know, I think a big one for you too is, is that like, and I've noticed this before, and now we're getting a little bit off topic, but That's okay. um, I've noticed this before with like, for example, one of the shampoos you used wasn't it shaped like like a beer can or like a beer bottle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Redken Brews, yeah, is what they call them. And it feel like for men, it's and if you look up like cute gift ideas for your boyfriend or for your husband, it's always sports related. It's something for golf or football, or it's about drinking or whiskey or beer. I'm like, hello, and, I don't like any of those and tools. things. <laughs> yeah, what was in this this Christmas? Tell the story about what your grandma got um, oh. your cousin because now he's married and so he's a man. Right. And- so um, my grandpa loves Menards. Um, if you don't know what Menards is, it's like a huge home improvement store. It's kind of like a nicer, not as in-depth Home Depot, I guess the best way I can put it. But they have everything in there. It's like every – like. You know, like the cookie cutter, like male's dream, right? Mm-hmm. Like they can like do home improvement stuff and there's like, you know, lawn chairs and food and just all this stuff. Anyways, my grandpa loves that store because he is, you know, a classic American man and <laughs> they have these levels in there, you know, like a level that you would use to make sure that things are level, like a picture or whatever. <laughs> picture, yeah. Anyways, they're huge. Like they're probably four or five feet long. And my grandpa went out to Menards and bought five or six of them for every single, whether it be like a, like a family member or like if my cousin like got married and he, and they essentially got them for all like the, the married men in my family. Mm-hmm. So like a few of my cousins who are around my age or a little bit older recently got married or have been married for a year or two. So he got them. And their husbands, you know, these huge levels. And I looked at my grandma and I go, so is, are those the kind of gifts that I'm going to get if I get married? And she was like, what? I'm like, well, you got all the married guys, six foot long levels. Like why would, number one, why would anybody need something like that? And number two, why would anybody want that? 
I'm like, is that like the kind of presence that I'm going to get when I get married? And my mom was like, yep. And I go, all right, I guess I'm not getting married. <laughs> like, you know, and it is. It's just like, it's just. Yeah, I feel like they, like, not your family, like society still pinholes men oftentimes. And like, you like sports and drink beer and you like right. to make stuff. Yeah. And you're like. I'm like, no, I don't. Like I, don't. I like clothes. <laughs> I like shoes. Video games. I like making things on my video games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like doing home improvements in Animal Crossing. Like, you know, yeah. it's just. Yeah, it is. It's but I love you for that. Yeah. I love that you're that type of guy. Yeah, I don't like any of that stuff. I know. <laughs> any of that but stuff. But does that ever just like get annoying? It gets annoying oh, for me absolutely. trying to get you stuff. I mean, it is. Like, it's it's stupid. Like, because, you know, my mom, you know, I was like, um, and I still am. I will probably always be a mama's boy. And I lived with my mom for essentially my whole life. And so, you know, I like grew up like going with her to, you know, go get her you know, makeup and Macy's, you know, so I've always loved Macy's because, you know, we'd go to the mall and my mom would want to go to Macy's to get her eyeliner or lipstick or, you know, whatever. And then when like Ulta and Sephora became a thing, she started getting her makeup there. She'd get her hair products there. Then I started to realize like how great, like so many like women oriented products are like guys, if you're in your 20s and you're still not using hairspray like what are you doing it's the best invention of all time you can use clay to make sure your hair looks exactly how you want and then you can spray something on it to make sure that it stays exactly like that i remember when i was in high school i found out that a kid that was a year younger than me that he used hairspray i was just like yeah okay <laughs> i'm like because i asked him like what kind of gel do you use he's like i don't use gel i use hairspray and i remember thinking okay <laughs> nice you know was it your mom's you know He's and like, like yeah. now literally me and my mom share hairspray yeah. you know but anyways i was like yeah i'm like we were in ulta one time and i'm like do they have any guy stuff and she's like oh yeah they have a guy section over there and it was like you know teeny tiny mm -hmm. and they had like two or three guys shampoos and the one shampoo that i like the smell of it was it was called Redkin bruise and it was in the shape of a beer bottle and i'm just like why why does it have to be in the shape of a beer bottle like it's so stupid but i love the smell of it but then when we or i'm sorry it was either when we lived together or no it was when i was living in the fraternity house i had a brother that had very long and like luscious hair like think about like the length um like probably like down to his shoulders but he just has like beautiful hair and i asked him i was like you know what kind of shampoo do you use and he's like oh i use you know whatever some girl oriented shampoo conditioner or whatever i was like you know what like i love the smell of like girl shampoo and now that's all that i buy is mm -hmm. like women oriented shampoo yeah because i love the smell of it and we just have so many more options like even when we go shopping together i always feel bad because your section is like a quarter of the women's section yeah to where like i love shopping too <clears throat> but i get overwhelmed because i will never see it all yeah whereas you will yeah you know like i'll and be done with sucks. half the store and you're done and i'm like okay i i'm done like there's just too much in here yeah and yeah you just and all the t-shirts are like about drinking or getting drunk or yeah. playing sports or right. it's just very much and it's the same with any kind of like gifting things it's mm -hmm. like get him a basket full of whiskey get him all these tools or like you know the man crate right those are so fun you wouldn't like any of those right it's a great gift yeah. but you would not want any of them it's funny because i feel like we kind of like switch roles in like certain things like i got natalie <laughs> uh heart 
filled with beef jerky for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. And it was like. They're like, normally this is for men. And it was like the best thing that ever happened to her. And I was like, yeah, I don't really know if I'd like that if I got that. Yeah. But she was like stoked about it, right. you know? And I was like, cool. Yeah. I at had least, like one piece a day. At least like, one of us one is the man of the day. house, I guess, right? <laughs> Except I cry more, so. Yeah. It evens out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have another one? I do. Do you want me to ask you it? Sure. Okay. We can go over. Okay. There's no rules. <laughs> Put your shirt back on. There's one rule. What have you is... seen that commercial? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's, a little, it's like a Little Caesars commercial. And I don't know. The, the guy like goes into the restaurant and they they said something like, you can have whatever you want. And, he, and he's like, what? And they're like, yeah, like there's no rules. And he's like, there's no rules. And he goes to take off his shirt and somebody's like, put your shirt back on. And he's like, there's one rule. <laughs> That's, funny. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, Go. ready? Yeah. What's one lesson you should have learned by now? Oh. I have mine if you want me to go. Go ahead. Um, th- I have a few, but the first one that comes to mind and that's been the most relevant in my life, my entire life. Ooh, I do have one. Is it's, Can it be one that I just recently learned? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you can think of. Okay. Um, but one that you're like, like this needs, to, I need to figure this out or right. I should have known this for so long. Okay. Um, but mine is it's okay to say no mm. in the sense of people pleasing. And I feel like people throw like the phrase people pleasing around so much these days. Like I'm an empath. I'm a people pleaser. And I probably sound like every other basic girl, but like I actually am. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if everyone who says that they are actually are, but. She is. It's great. <laughs> my, I always do what I want to do. Well, and I always get my way. But <laughs> it's, but people pleasing to the point where like I, there's a difference. Like, I feel like I'm laid back in the sense of, like, I really don't care where we go to eat. I'm right. going to find something that I like. Right. I don't care if we go to the mall, if we go to the park. I'm still going to have fun. Like I, I do. Right. I, I truly <laughs> don't have a preference when it comes to those things. Um, But it more comes down to, like, I'm always worried that, like, people are mad at me or mm. I upset someone or I hurt someone's feelings or if I was supposed to go somewhere or do some sort of activity and I decide that I just want to stay home, actually, or I don't want to go, or if I get invited somewhere and I don't quite want to go, I, like, go almost insane. Like, having, like when I when my dad had COVID and my girlfriend asked me to do something, it drove me to the point of, like, sobbing tears to my mom because I felt like I'm going to lose all my friends if I keep saying no to everything. And, and, and but they were completely fine with it and they completely understood. But I just like get myself in this space of like, I'm a terrible friend and I'm going to lose all my friends. And it's mostly with friendships. And I don't know if it's because family is different or boyfriend's different and friends are a different kind of entity, but I just need to learn like all of my other, all my friends say no to me about certain things or can't come to certain activities or don't want to go somewhere or have to cancel plans. I'm never mad. I don't ever want to stop being their friend. I don't hate them. And yet I have this thing in my head that I I don't know. It like makes me very, very anxious and just learning that it's okay to say no and also learning to not be affected by FOMO. Like I have this major fear of missing out and am I afraid of actually missing out on this activity or is it because I feel like I have to be there even though deep down I don't want to. Yeah. And just learning that I just should know by now. And I've, I've been struggling with this for years and years and I'm a lot better than I used to be. But learning that it's okay to say no and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So. That's a really good one. Thank you. I mean, I definitely, <clears throat> I, I, I guess I wouldn't say that I'm afraid to say no, but I, I hate giving people bad news. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a big one for me. Um, but no, mine is actually one that 
I feel like I just realized, I don't know, like last week, I think. I've always told people and I've always been under the impression, like when people are like, oh, are you an optimistic person or are you pessimistic? I'm like, no, 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 I'm a realist. (laughs) I see things for how they are. No BS, I see them for exactly how they are. And I, I don't have these unrealistic expectations, essentially trying to tell somebody that you're perfect. Like you just see things for cut and dry exactly how they are. No questions asked. Well, I come to find out that I was lying to myself for essentially my whole life. <laughs> Where I got this idea from was my father, who thinks that he is a realist as well. I realized last week that I'm not a realist. I'm actually just a uh, pessimist in disguise. And what I mean by that is I, I'm realistic in the sense of, for example, when we first got home, Natalie was like, we need to find an apartment. We have to find an apartment. Like, when are we going to find an apartment? Because you know, she just wanted to find an apartment. She wanted to have that security between me and her. She wanted to find a place of our own. She, you know, We didn't want to be at our parents' place for too long. Whereas me, where I thought I was being a realist or a realistic person, I was like, okay, but how are we going to afford this place? We don't have jobs. We don't have any savings. We have to think about this for a second, right? And I feel like, I don't know. I guess I kind of feel like it's a bad situation. I feel like that is a realistic perspective. Like you have to think about everything beforehand. Mm -hmm. But I realized last week that I've been living so negatively for absolutely no reason. And it sucks. And it's affected me a lot in my life. And like I said, I've been disguising it not only like to everybody, but just like to myself that like, oh no, Tyler, you're not being negative. You're just being realistic about it. When in reality, I wasn't like, I would wake up and I'd be like, you know what? I really don't want to go to work today. Today's going to suck. And I'd be like, that's just realistic. You know, you work a nine to five. You're not going to be happy. Nobody who works a nine to five is happy. You just work and you come home and enjoy the few hours that you have. And then you go back to work and you do it all over again. You live for the weekend. And that's just the reality. But it doesn't have to be that reality. I guess I guess I kind of was a realist, but more... I was a realist in this pessimistic world that I was living in, mm-hmm. I guess, if that makes sense. You were like, like a pessimistic realist. Right. Like like I was I was like content with my mindset on things and like tricked myself into believing that I was. Like instead of being like, I'm so thankful to have a job right now. You know, I'm so lucky to be making the most money that I've ever made in my life, which isn't very much, but it's the <laughs> most I've ever made. And that I have a roof over my head and I have family that loves me and friends that love me. And yeah, when I get home from work, I don't have that much time. But when I get home at six o'clock and I have to go to bed till 11 PM, I have five hours to do whatever I want, but I wouldn't look at it that way. I'd say I'd only have five hours. I only have five hours when people would kill for an hour when they get home, you know, but after they, you know, do the laundry and make dinner and put the kids to bed and you know what I mean? Like, make love to the person they're not in love with. You know what I mean? They have like an hour that they have to themselves and, you know, they're just like clinging to that hour for dear life. Whereas like, I just felt like no matter what was happening in my life, I always found something negative about it. Or I always found something that wasn't great or wasn't perfect or that could use improvement or something to like 
kind of like kill my excitement about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is great, but it would be better if, you know, and I just feel like I've been actively trying to have a different perspective on a lot of things and it's just really improved my life. And that's just been a week. Right. Just like trying to like, and anytime those thoughts creep up, just be like, dude, just be thankful for the things that you have. Right. Stop worrying about the things that you don't have or the things that you wish that you did have or the things that you did have before, you know, like just be being happy with where you are. Not, not like necessarily like complacent or content, like, all right, this is only where I'm going to be. Like just being happy where you are and knowing that like, if you want anything to change that you're more than able, you know, to do that. So that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to end it kind of, I think I feel like it relates to us both in our lessons as my cousin said something that really stuck with me and it was because she was talking about being a people pleaser too, but this also just comes from being, being positive is I will give myself grace for the person that I am and give myself room to grow and understand that like I am valued and that I am valid and my opinions and my feelings are important and I am good enough to say no to certain things but and also you're good enough to be happy with where you are at in life and like not to be negative to take a step back and be like wow I am blessed and I am worthy of everything that I am given and to be happy about all the things that you have and I think it just comes I think it all boils down to like understanding what our worth is and that's just all part of growing up and getting older and I think that's really what your 20s are for is figuring all that out so I think we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. So. Is that it? Yeah, I have some other ones, but we can save it for another time. Okay. I just wanted to mention something on a completely unrelated to note. Okay. Unrelated note. I was <laughs> listening to the Gus Netty podcast on the way home, and Gus Johnson, he's a content creator, said something that like took me a second to realize what he said, but it was honestly probably the funniest phrase that I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, so you know how in the winter time that like guys balls like like shrivel up and you know like the balls like go up like into their like stomach or not really but like they you know shrivel up to try to keep warm Mm -hmm. and then in the summer when it's hot that they kind of like you know they're like relaxed and whatever (laughs) you know not that you know that but you know Mm -hmm. just to just bear with me here okay so (laughs) anyways they were talking about this like made-up scenario and he said the phrase so let me get this straight eddie I'm naked on the floor and he he was like in the situation, he was like looking for something on the floor and he had his pants down. He goes, so I'm naked on the floor and my balls are sagging and dragging like a pioneer's wagon and I can't find what I'm looking for. And I'm like, oh my gosh, sagging and dragging like a pioneer's wagon has to be one of the funniest <laughs> things that I've ever like I it's so crazy because I didn't even laugh at it yeah because I had to take a second to like realize what he said and I'm like I don't know if that's like a common phrase or if he just came up with that on the spot but that is like the funniest thing that I've ever heard and I am 100% gonna be using that 
when it gets like really hot in Michigan for <laughs> a week and a half. Yeah. And we'd be like, man, it's so hot out here. I'm sagging and dragging like a pioneer's wet. <laughs> and you're like, anybody? <laughs> anybody? Anybody? Everybody's going to be like, what? I'm like, say? just ignore him. I'm like, ah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then go jump in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Excellent. Oh, also speaking of lakes, um, I know this is kind of far out, but if any of our friends or listeners have boats, invite <laughs> us. <Yeah. laughs> We're really fun. We're really friendly. Yeah. Easy going. We'll bring. We don't drink, really. Yeah, we won't so take we your won't drinks. we won't be rowdy. We'll bring cheese. I'll bring Sprite and sweet tea. Fried chicken. I don't know. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Sounds good. So invite us on your boat. I would, I would invite us. I would invite us. Yeah.